are you and what are you doing here? Hi, everybody. Hello, what are we waiting for? This is fantastic. Hello, hello, hello. This will only hurt for 22 minutes. It's very early. I may have to hurt you. Call me in five minutes. This is something that is treatable. This is something that is fixable. Hey, this is not a test. Oh, my God, it's early. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Hey, Saturday morning. Good morning to you. I am uh, Mike. I'm your host here on the FBTV video podcast and audio as well. If you are watching this podcast, then you are more than likely a client of Tautoa. You're in the Insider and you found the uh, video podcast that you have access to. That's where you're going to find all of your review and on-demand material as you go through training. We will be posting a short version of this video podcast on YouTube. It's going to be our topic of the day that will be uh, posted on YouTube. Topic, by the way, today is going to be marketing, social media. What did I do with my other... Is that it? There it is. Yeah, we've. Uh, if you go back to YouTube and uh, find our video channel freight broker tv that's our youtube channel you will find we started a marketing series for a transportation company freight broker whatever and uh we're going to be finishing that series up in this podcast you go back and look we did a uh, video for website marketing blog marketing newsletter and today we're going to be finishing up with uh, social media using social media to help you build a better freight brokerage business. Now, if you're, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're uh, listening to the audio version of this podcast, well, glad to have you. Understand that uh, if you're on the fence, you've been thinking about becoming a client of Tautoa, check out our website, tautoa.com. We have a lot of different packages, training and consulting packages, consulting only. On-demand training only, self-study. We even have packages that are consulting only, specifically for a freight brokerage. Now, you're not going to find much about that on the website, but uh, if you want to learn more about the broker or the uh, consulting only, call me. I'm Mike. You can reach me at Tautoa, 479-668-0838. Matter of fact, if you want to contact me, uh, you have questions, maybe you have comments, you want to leave a message, you can do so. You can email me at fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Dozens of contact forms on the website, uh, the uh, Freight Broker TV website. Let me pull that up real quick. I'm going to try to anyway, can I? Yeah, there we go. Oh, no, can we get that over there? There you are. You can go to the contact page here on the Freight Broker TV website and uh, forums. As a matter of fact, we've got videos and everything else up here, too. You can contact us through that. Or, as far as that goes, if you have a Skype account, be it on your computer, be it on your uh, phone, you got a Skype app? Yeah, you can Skype us, FBTV. Just open it up, do a search for FBTV, and you should be able to find us, Freight Broker TV. You can Skype us. You can uh, call. You're obviously going to get the voicemail, leave a message. If you have a question or comment or whatever, you might hear yourself on a future podcast or video podcast. Or you can text us your message, whatever you wish to do, so, uh, and, uh, or question, and we'll, we'll, we'll answer it here on the uh, podcast, so keep that in mind. Today is Saturday, January 15th, and <clears throat> don't you love today, days like today? I'm in Arkansas, Fort Smith, Arkansas, and, uh, you know, in the South, and I, I guess this is anywhere, but especially in the South, you just have to love days like today. The high for today was, what they say here, let me look. Let me open this up. Hold on. I'm opening up the weather app. The high today is going to be 51. The low today is going to be 29. 
we hit the high at 1201. <laughs> We're down to 33 now, if you can see that. But anyway, and we have snow. Uh, as we are producing this podcast, it's about 10 minutes away from the top of the hour, being 7 o'clock in the morning. And there's 50% chance of snow at 7, 60% chance at 8. And then uh, around 2 or 3 o'clock, 1 o'clock after the lunch, it's going to get really serious. And we've been in the 60s pretty much all week, but we knew this was coming. Boy, tempted to take that boat out. Didn't do it. Work comes first. Know what I mean? <laughs> all right, what's going on today? Today's January 15th. Today, you've got to love it. Bagel day. If you know me, you know I love bagels. I am a bagel man. That's, you know, I like bagels. And uh, now down here in Arkansas, all you can get are the store-bought, you know, in the bag and give me a break. I don't know. There might might be a bakery somewhere around me, but I don't get out much. And, uh, you know, at the store, they come in the bag and they are what they are, but not like what you can get up in the Northeast. When I was driving one time, I uh, was making a delivery up there uh, in New York City somewhere, and a uh, roach truck came by, and they had bagels. And I thought, oh, man, here's my opportunity to get a real New York bagel. And it was. I mean, this puppy was, you could, it was as big as some spare tires I've seen on cars. <laughs> it was huge. You want me to slather it? Slather it, I said. Yeah, cream cheese. Well, of course. And I've been hooked ever since. Are they healthy? Well, probably not. Man, I like them. Cinnamon and raisin. And uh, that, that's I, I, I like the uh, plain ones too, but the cinnamon and raisin, I don't know, it just seems to uh, trip my trigger. It's Fresh Squeezed Juice Day, Hat Day, Use Your Gift Card Day, and you probably want to do that for the simple reason, your gift card, uh, it, you know, once you buy it, I think the uh, face value starts decreasing, don't it? I've heard people talk about that, and, and you, you, you know, it, it gets down there to two or three bucks, and you know, once it gets down that low, people throw it away. That's two or three dollars you just gave the uh, store. If you're not going to use it to buy anything, that's that's profit. That's pretty smart on their behalf. But anyway, if you got a gift card, use it so you don't lose it. Use it or lose it. And of all things, you wouldn't think today, January 15th, would be the day. I would expect this in August, July maybe, more around the 4th of July. It's Strawberry Ice Cream Day. Maybe they put it here so every quarter you've got a new flavor. Maybe spring it's going to be vanilla. Summer it's going to be a chocolate. Fall, who knows, peach. <laughs> All right, if you've been watching the uh, diesel prices, which you probably have. As a matter of fact, before we get into that, let me read you something. <clears throat> this is kind of wild that the EIA it puts something like this out. Where'd it go? There it is. All right. EIA, that is short for Energy Information Administration. Matter of fact, the EIA is where you can go to check the uh, average fuel prices for the week. They get posted on Monday for across the country. Let me look here. Let me see if I can pull something like that up for you real quick. Uh, da -da -da -da, and I'll show you what I'm talking about. Oh, Don. Hey, if you are uh, been wondering what the insider looks like, well, if you're a client, you already know, so never mind. But, uh, well, I will show you this. If you're a client, you know, th this will be interesting to you. Go into the best resources. A lot of people don't realize this. There are tons of links in here. Uh, matter of fact, uh, one link is you can get the DAT load board, power load board, uh, or the Express for free. Your first month is free through 
Kaltoa. So keep that in mind. Uh, where did it go? I'm looking for the... Uh, I'm not finding it. I thought we had a link up here for it, but maybe we don't. Let me scroll down through here. EIA. There it is. U.S. Energy Information Administration. We go there and we can see the average price of... Uh, gasoline as well as diesel. Now if you come here and you look and the uh, website by the way is eia.gov forward slash petroleum forward slash gas diesel uh, you know, maybe you nope, know, can't pull it up so it is what it is alright but uh, if you scroll down here you can look you'll see the average prices tells you what it uh, what it is what it was and what it was a year ago or well three weeks ago then a year ago a week ago uh, so far and obviously you see the red arrows meaning it's going up but uh, yeah that's 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 where uh, we need to do a, a topic on this this is how trucking companies come up with their fuel surcharge off the average price of uh, diesel it's posted every Monday they use the US it's broken down into region but the U.S. is pretty much what everybody goes by. All right, very good. Okay, now, the EIA, Energy Information Administration, updated short-term energy outlook with the Jan 11 news release, which includes data for 2023. <clears throat> Notable within that 2023 data is the expectation for U.S. crude oil production to increase to 12.4 million barrels per day. Wonder what kind of production we had 18 months ago. 24 months ago. I need to look that up. But anyway, he says that would be the highest production for any year on record. That's according to Timothy Hess, EIA's project manager for short-term energy outlook. Looking at current pricing, the EIA is forecasting a decline in diesel prices by spring, just a few months from now. Can't wait for spring, especially when you got snow days like today. I know some people love snow. I do too, but I drove in it for so many years. Somebody put on my DAC report that uh, I was an excellent, experienced uh, mountain snow and ice driver. And after that showed up on my DAC, it didn't matter what trucking company I drove for. You know where I was in the winter. Yeah. Up north. Every winter. Matter of fact, I always told people, you know, there, there was one year that... Uh, the weatherman on TV used to call me just to find out where I was going so he would know where to predict snow. But anyway, another story. Okay, yes, although uh, we expect diesel prices will decline from the current level, uh, we expect diesel prices will be higher on average than last year. Well, duh. <laughs> In our last year at this time, I think fuel prices were uh, almost, well, they were 98.7 cents cheaper than what it is this year so under three dollars a gallon but uh, he says that their most recent survey US average diesel prices started at the year 2022 obviously at 366 per gallon we expect prices will fall to about 330 per gallon by April and stayed that way most of the summer that's a bit pretty bold prediction you know because that's when uh, Fuel, as far as you know, gasoline and diesel usually goes up, but uh, we'll see. Got a long way to go. The uh, they're expecting it to be around what do you say, three thirty a gallon by April. Well, we got this is January, so you got February, March. You got two and a half months before April gets here. You're gonna have to lose like thirty-five cents a gallon. To get it to 330 right now uh, diesel's up 4.4 cents as they are predicting it to go down diesel's up to 365 this week 329 for gasoline gasoline's up 1.4 cents per gallon so anyway we'll see all right we got an impossible question for you today's impossible question if you like playing these i hope you do we like finding them for you today's impossible question 99 percent of the people who apply for this job don't get it. 
99% of the people who apply for this job don't get it. No, I'm not... Uh, it's not the president. <laughs> okay. They'll hire anybody. No, I shouldn't say stuff like that. But anyway, we'll get back to the impossible question. I have the impossible answer to that question uh, coming up before we get done today. All right, spot rates from last week. Vans uh, up 0.3%. Flatbed uh, appears to be up 0.6%. Refrigerated freight down 1.3% to be expected this time of year. Spot rates uh, this week compared to last month. Well, van rates are up 14 cents to 3.13 a mile. Flatbed appears to be up 4 cents per mile, up to 3.11. Refrigerated up 13 cents per mile, up to 3.60. So there you go. It's trucking, folks. And a lot of what's playing into these uh, prices is uh, fuel surcharge. Like I said, we're going to have to talk about that coming up later on. Okay, you're having a birthday today. Happy birthday to you. Uh, pretty good company. Frederick Arthur Stanley was born on this day. Some of you may be going, who in the world's Fred Stanley? Stanley Cup. Stanley Cup. Huh? Ringing a bell now, right? You hockey puck. <laughs> he was born on this day back in 1841. Yes, the Stanley Cup is named after Fred Aristotle Ornassus was born on this day back in 1906. You might know him uh, because he was the husband to Jacqueline Kennedy after uh, President Kennedy was assassinated. She married Aristotle. There's a big story about that. You can Pretty interesting. She married him, from what I can take, for security and uh, for the kids. Caroline and uh, Junior. And on this date back in 1929, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was born. And we celebrate his day Monday. So that's today's birthday. So if you're having a birthday today, happy birthday to you. What's going on in history today? Now this week, this Elisha Otis was born on this date back in 1861. Now you may be going, who's Elisha Otis? Next time you're in an elevator, look at the plaque. It may say Otis Elevator. Eh, it's starting to make sense now, right? All right, here's something for you. Check this out. Uh, today, 1870, the Democratic Party is represented as a donkey for the first time in a cartoon by Thomas Nast in Harper's Weekly. And that's the uh, cartoon. Kicking the Lion. All right. What else we got here? Oh, here's one for you. Let's see. Uh, today, back in uh, 1974. This look familiar? Yeah, right here. Right there. Look at that. That'll make sense to you in a minute. Yeah, Happy Days. Happy Days premiered on ABC TV. The Fonzie and... Ralph Mouth and all them, Ronnie Cunningham. <laughs> that that was. Uh, I, I would have thought that. I thought that would have been uh, back in September, but I guess not. I guess this is one of those things started in January. Probably had a short first season, but it stayed around for a while. Uh, this date back in 1981. Where is it? Uh, there it is. Let's take a look at this. This look familiar? Yeah, this date back in 1981. Hill Street Blues premiered on NBC TV. They've got that now. Uh, where is it? Hulu? Somebody has it. And uh, it's fun watching those old episodes. Boy, I had a... Uh, where is she? She'll be up here. Veronica Hamill, I think. Boy, I had a big crush on her back in the day. But who didn't, right? <laughs> All right, this day back in 1990, a computer problem disrupts AT&T Mobile's long-distance service for about nine hours. Millions of people were not able to uh, make long-distance calls. Don't have that problem today, do we? Don't have, and a lot of people, not a lot of people have landlines today. But back then, man, those telephones go down. And if, you know, the internet goes down or your cell phone goes offline or something, man, everybody freaks out. 
Back in the day, take the phone off the hook. <laughs> I worked at a radio station one time, and I'm sure they still do it. A request line. We we take it off the hook, put that request line on hold, so whenever you dialed in, it was busy. And uh, just because we didn't want to mess with it. Eh, not the right thing to do, maybe, but uh, we were busy, right? Twenty years ago today, Wikipedia is launched. You can believe half of what's up there. I, I watch a lot of stuff nowadays, and they're talking, you know, they're interviewing somebody and says, on Wikipedia, nah, that's wrong. I don't know where they got that information from. You can believe about half of it. But it's nice to turn to. You know, I even turn to it at times. Okay, what is going on? Well, the big elephant in the room happened on, uh, what, Thursday? Supreme Court rejected OSHA's controversial rule for the COVID-19 vaccine. So, Biden is not having a good year. Matter of fact, this uh, COVID-19, the OSHA thing, it wouldn't have affected as uh, a lot of trucking like people thought, or at least that's what they're saying. Only a small percentage of tri uh, truck drivers would have been affected by the vaccine rule. It was said to have fully go into effect next month. About 96% of the motor carriers have no more than 25 drivers. So 96% of the trucking companies out there are small businesses. Kind of scary. <clears throat> About norm though, and uh, those carriers would li uh, fall under uh, likely fall under the 100 employee threshold. Also, OSHA said that the uh, rule would not apply to truck drivers who were alone in their cab, and that would be open for interpretation, I'm sure. But anyway, we all know it fell through. That's a good thing. I don't think anybody should be forced to put drugs in their body. Then that should be left up to the individual. All right, what else is happening? Class 8 sales are up for December, and I don't know why. You shouldn't be buying a truck right now, a used truck. They're too expensive. You know, last couple of podcasts, we've been talking about how expensive uh, these uh, new trucks or used trucks are, mainly because the uh, inventory is so low. These uh, big trucking companies are not trading in their old equipment. They're holding on to it. But it says Class 8 U.S. Uh, retail sales in December rose 15.5% compared with a year earlier and reached the high point for the year. That's according to wardsauto.com. This report came out uh, a few days ago on the 12th. Sales hit 24,716 compared with 21,402 in 2020. That would be a year ago, although we're in 2022. These are December numbers. Going back a year would make it 2020. For the full year, sales climbed 15.6% to 221,889 compared with 191,900 uh, a year earlier. That's according to Wards. Now is not the time to be buying trucks, folks. The uh, They're too expensive, bottom line. Will they go back down? We'll see. But... It seems like every time we do a podcast, we're talking about recalls, and here we go again. PACCAR is recalling more than 1,000 trucks after discovering an issue with the methane detection systems. Specifically, PACCAR is recalling certain Kenworth and Peterbilt trucks with model years ranging from 2016 to 2022. All right, the methane detector... Methane detection system in affected trucks will not function if the system loses power, according to the NHTSA. A driver may be unaware of a system malfunction or the presence of excessive methane levels, increasing the risk of injury or fire. Okay, these are the affected trucks. 2020 Kenworth T270, 2021 Kenworth T280, 2018 to 20 Kenworth T440, 2016 to 22 Kenworth T680, 2021 to 22 Peterbilt 536, 2016 uh, to uh, 22 Peterbilt 567, 
2016 to 22 Peterbilt 579. These are the trucks that are affected by this uh, recall. <clears throat> Packar said they will rewire the warning alarm at no charge. Owners of affected trucks will be notified at the end of next month. You've heard me say it before. I don't get it. Okay, you know the problem, and you know it could be. Uh, uh, there's a risk of injury or fire. And if there's a risk of injury or fire, you might as well go ahead and tag it with death. There's a chance of death. We'll take care of it next month. <laughs> I'm sure there's a reason for that. I just don't know what it is. For questions, you can call Peterbilt Customer Service. That number is 940-591-4220. Recall number 21, P like Paul, B like boy, N like Nancy. Kenworth Customer Service, uh, 425-828-5888. Recall number 21-KWH. Kevin Whiskey Harry. Kenworth H. Okay. NHTSA's number for this recall is 21V-00N. All right, we got that down. Oh, just too much to handle. All right, let's talk about, uh, get into the topic of the day. Now, before we get into this, uh, the topic of the day out of this uh, uh, podcast, video podcast, we, we post the video portion of this on YouTube. So people can see the topic of the day. If you want to see the whole video podcast, you have to be a client and you log into the Insider, FBTV Insider. That's the client area for Taltoa. Taltoa, in case you were wondering, well, you can find Taltoa at TALTOA.com. Taltoa.com. We are a training and consulting firm for freight brokers, freight broker agents, transportation, logistics in general. We have uh, all kinds of uh, training and consulting packages. Matter of fact, you can go to our website. You see, they start at, well, the uh, live training starts at 695. These packages all include placement. Now, I want to point something out to you. We always get this question what, what, what about the 1495 package? 1495 package, the freight broker package, is actually designed for somebody thinking about starting their own freight brokerage within the next three to six months. This package is built around our standard consulting package for a freight broker company. $14.95, you can have up to four attendees because usually a freight brokerage is going to have more staff, so you can have up to four attendees. The other two packages, you and a guest. So if you plan on starting out as an agent, freight broker agent, which we recommend, okay, the broker basic or the standard, once you complete your training, you will have uh, uh, the option of entering the Tautoa Mentorship Program, the TMP. That allows you to begin your broker operation as a freight broker agent through us under a licensed broker. That allows you to begin your broker operation, start building a customer base, start gaining the experience you need to be successful. So at the end of your mentorship program, you can move on to either starting your own freight brokerage company or if you wish, uh, remain a freight broker agent by contracting to a, a brokerage direct. But uh, the freight broker package, again, it's designed for somebody that plans on starting their own freight brokerage company within the next uh, three to six months because it's got our standard 12-month consulting period. Now, with the freight broker package, yes, you still have the option of entering the mentorship program if you wish to do that. But uh, check it out. Freight Broker Training and Consulting from Tautoa, T-A-L-T-O-A dot com. And uh, there'll be a package in there that's sure to fit any budget. Also, something I didn't bring up that I will, uh, the uh, basic package and the uh, standard. They both have a pay-go financing option. Pay-go, pay-as-you-go. That's where you make a minimum down payment and you can begin your training. We will ship you out the material. going to be the hard copy of the manual and the workbook, part of that package. When you get that, you call in schedule part one. When you're ready to do part two, if you're doing pay-go, you would be required to make at least a $100 minimum payment to schedule your next session. All right, that makes sense. Okay, let's talk about social media. See if I can bring it up here. 
Uh, well, I thought I was, but uh, there we go. All right, yeah, I'll bring it up here. Okay, social media. I'm talking about uh, Twitter. Talking about, uh, what, Pinterest, I guess. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, <laughs> Facebook. I'm not a big fan of Facebook at all. Not a real big fan of any of the social medias anymore. I'm not even a big fan of YouTube anymore. Not like I used to be. Because they do a lot of censoring. But we're going to get away from that. All right, we're not talking about censorship or anything like that. What we're going to be talking about is using these social media platforms to help you market your transportation business. All right, so you've got... Uh, You've got a website, you got a blog, you got your newsletter going on. If you've watched any of the previous marketing videos, we've been talking about that loop. You want to get people in your loop and you want to keep them there. So you got the website, that's your base. That's the home base for your loop. You're always drawing people back to your website. That's where you're getting your message across. Your blog, that is where you are creating the perception of you being the expert for what you do. People always want to work with an expert. Now, what do we put up there on the blog? Okay, we talked. You can go back and watch that video, but uh, just write articles. You want to keep it. You want to keep all this professional. It's all business. Not. A, it's not about what you had for dinner or breakfast or where you went for lunch or anything like that. You want it all business. You want it. You want it to. Uh, Stay on topic, which is going to be transportation, transportation and logistics. About your freight brokerage. Newsletter, you're going to be sending that out. You don't have to send it out every day or every week. A couple of times a month, more than adequate. But your social media, all right, that's where you can be playing with that daily. Now, how do you do that? Well, on your website, your blog, your newsletter, you're, you're always pushing people to follow you on your social media. Okay, you want them to follow you because that keeps them coming back to your loop. Your social media page, as people start following you, what you're wanting to do there is if you're a broker, start putting your good loads up there, your money loads, the loads you can make the most money on. You don't want to give them the whole nine yards, but you want to make it just enough, put enough information in that tweet or on Facebook or whatever you're using to advertise your load. Hey, you got a great flatbed load picking up in Atlanta going to Dallas. No tarp. Great rate. Call me. 479-668-0838. There's your post. See what I mean? You can put your little hashtags in it. You can also include a link to your website. Once you start getting people in that loop... And it's going around and around and around. They always keep on bouncing back. You know, the, the website's your base. The blog, people are finding it. You know, they're going to your website. Hey, they got a blog. Let's see what their blog does. Okay, then they follow you on your blog. And they see you got a newsletter. Hey, let's get his newsletter. Okay, now you're still hitting these people constantly. You know, once or twice a month, you're sending out a newsletter reminding them that you are there whenever they need a freight broker or a transportation provider. Then you got your social media because now you've got that immediate contact. People are going to start following you. And as they start following you, your followers are going to grow. That's going to bring more in. You start doing this correctly. You're top, you, you start becoming top of mind. Not only for carriers, but customers as well. See what I mean? So keep that in mind. That makes sense? Anyway, we... Uh, in the standard package and the freight broker package, you have access to uh, the supplemental training. And let me see if I can pull that up. I'll show you what I'm talking about. Uh, do I, do I, do I? Do I have it up here? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Here. Uh, supplemental training. This is what I'm talking about. If you're a client of Tautoa, at the end of each session, you're going to have access to... Uh, that on-demand material for that session, but uh, the supplemental I'm talking about, this uh, will be for people that have the uh, standard package and the freight broker package. It has all this information in it. You know, there's videos, there's downloads. Uh, it's talking about marketing. We go through the marketing material here. 
all this information. You have access to that uh, through those packages. All right, very good. Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A dot com. Love to hear from you. If you have any questions, feel free to call me. My name is Mike, by the way. <laughs> if you didn't know, I'm the lead consultant at Taltoa. Matter of fact, I had a lady called yesterday. Yeah, Mike, I'm trying to get Mike. I understand he's the lead consultant for Taltoa. Okay, things you might want to know. Going to be a new brand of hot dogs out on the market. <laughs> yeah, Snoop Dogs. You knew it had to come. You knew it had to happen sometime. Snoop Dogg is going to launch his own line of hot dogs. He did a thing with Jimmy Kimball a while back. And he was grossed out, if I remember right, by how they made hot dogs. Grossed out so much he decided to cash in. I'm surprised he didn't do it years ago. I mean, a Snoop Dogg hot dog? Who wouldn't want that? Bank of America, they've got a new overdraft fee of 10 bucks. Yeah, you heard me right. It's down from $35. That's going to be going to effect in May. Other big banks have been rolling back those kind of charges as well. We all know this, don't have to tell you, but the number is a little, little low here. Inflation hit a new high in December. According to our sources, which come from the government, the government, <laughs> new inflation, 7%. Eh, I'm sorry, but fuel alone, fuel alone is up, what, 33%? And uh, after 17 years of not having any Super Bowl ads, Lay's will have ads in the Super Bowl this year, and why not? Have you bought a bag of chips lately? I mean, potato chips. We're talking about fried potato slices. Five bucks a bag, six bucks a bag. Isn't that nuts? They can afford a commercial or two. In Italy, which requires everyone over the age of 50 to get a COVID vaccine, boy, that'd bite. Some people are opting to catch the virus to avoid the shot. <laughs> Entrepreneurs all over the world. One company is offering a truffle dinner with uh, Barolo. I'm probably pronouncing that Bar Bar Barolo. I'm not a wine connoisseur, obviously. Wine. Along with a positive testing infection for around 150 bucks. So, yeah, come dine with us and we'll make sure you get infected for $150. And what's sad, people are doing it. All right, this past week, uh, Secretary of Transportation, Mayor Pete, as I continually call him, where did my notes go? Hold on, I've got him here somewhere. Mayor Pete was out in L.A., Long Beach, Port Facilities, and, uh, well, he was... Walking the uh, administration line, but he was talking about pricing, shipping, and price gouging. Uh, where is it? Yeah, let's listen to what he had to say. This this cut one. He's talking about prices, shipping, price gouging, the whole nine yards. So there's no question that when you have a scarcity of access to shipping, you're going to see upward pressure on prices, and that's going to be part of our challenge when it comes to inflation. I would break it into two parts. Uh, when there's actual wrongdoing, there will be enforcement. And that is something, any time uh, that the administration sees it, uh, that the president has directed there be action. And that's true on anything from uh, any evidence of, of gas price gouging to anything affecting goods. But also a lot of this is market forces. And what we have to do, uh, knowing that, that uh, you know, nobody wants the federal government to own and operate uh, warehouses or grocery stores or shipping companies, but... We do have a responsibility to make sure that the physical infrastructure that those private sector supply chains sit on uh, are well maintained and that there is the right kind of coordination among the different players. That's why we sat down virtually at the White House uh, with leaders from the shipping companies, from the retail companies, and from the people who are directly involved uh, in ports and trucking uh, to talk about how we can better coordinate to get goods moving to where they need to be. That improves the, the effect on prices. Uh, well... Pete, kind of agree with you, sort of, but uh, get the government out of transportation as far as trucking. Uh, I mean, come on, Mayor, or Mr. Secretary of Transportation. What real experience do you have in transportation? 
and I'm not knocking the guy, but I think it happens way too much. Political favors. Hey, you drop it at the election, we'll make you Secretary of Transportation. You know, that kind of thing. I'm not saying that happened, but I'm not saying it didn't happen. All right, he went on to talk about uh, onshore EV battery production. Yeah, the electric vehicles. That's the uh, flavor flavor of the day, I guess. Fat, uh, the flavor of the week, whatever. Talking about uh, the future is electric. Let's listen to what he's got to say. There's no question that when you have a scarcity of access to shipping, you're going to see upward pressure on prices, and that's going to be part of our challenge when it comes to inflation. I would break it into two parts. Uh, when there's actual wrongdoing, there will be enforcement. Uh, wait a minute. That's the uh, wrong clip. Here's the uh, correct clip. A lot of the times it is the availability not only of imported cars, but, of course, in our uh, U.S. auto industry that's so important, the availability of certain parts or components. That's one more element of why we have a sense of urgency about improving the, the flow of goods across the country. Uh, and uh, until those bottlenecks are resolved, you're going to continue to see more issues. I will say we're less vulnerable to those issues when we onshore more things like uh, electric vehicle battery production and you're going to continue to see us energetically supporting that so that we are less dependent on some of those choke points going into the future, knowing that the future is largely electric. The future is largely electric, and I agree with you. I mean, even trains are electric. But by golly, have you seen the size of that diesel motor <laughs> that powers that electric? <laughs> All right, Mayor Pete. Uh, he goes on to talk about the bipartisan, bipartisan uh, infrastructure law directing billions, billions to, where do you guess? Well, he's in Los Angeles, Long Beach port. Where do you guess the billions are headed? Tell us, Pete. Well, uh, that's one of the reasons we're so excited about this uh, uh, federal in infra uh, bipartisan infrastructure law, right? I mean, the formulas alone are directing billions of dollars. Uh, to the state of California. But I would also say when it comes to those competitive grants that my department will be administering, I expect Southern California to be very competitive. And I say that having seen not just the pride, but uh, the effectiveness of the people that we've been engaging with. And the determination to meet all of our goals as a department, safety, economic growth, climate, equity, and preparation for the future. You see all of that at stake in what's happening around us, what's happening behind us. Uh, but the other thing I would point to is the alignment and the partnership uh, at all of the different levels that you see represented right here, city, county, ports, federal, state. That doesn't happen everywhere I go. Uh, and so at the end of the day, it's going to be folks on the ground, these local officials. Komi uh, Ajise is here with the, the MPO that will be deploying a lot of these dollars. Um, having that kind of alignment is critically important, and one of the reasons I'm optimistic about how Southern California will fare as these funds increasingly flow. Yeah, a lot of reasons to be optimistic. Matter of fact, California Governor Newsom's spending plan includes $10 billion, with me for EVs, electric vehicles, aiming to end the sales of internal combustion engines in California in the uh, coming decades. Governor Newsom... On January 10th, made public his proposed $286 billion spending plan for 22-23. That calls for a $10 billion investment over the next six years to put more electric cars and trucks on roadways and imports. To combat climate change, one of his five major focuses, uh, Newsom proposed funding for 1,000 new electric drayage trucks, 1,700 zero-emission transit buses, electric school buses, and other zero-emission heavy trucks, as well as improving port electrification efforts. The plan also uh, calls for an investment for 40,000 electric cars, 100,000 new charging stations. I'm sure this will all improve over time, but if I'm not mistaken, right now you get, what, 250, 300 miles out of a charge? Then it takes eight, nine hours to charge one up, something like that. You get for running around town, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see, you know what I mean? All right, we, uh, we're getting weather here in Arkansas today. There's a bill up in uh, Virginia that is uh, kind of crazy. If it passes, it will force truckers to stay in the right lane in snowy weather. And that's not a good idea. If they're, the, the trucks are the ones that are pretty much 
got it together when it comes to driving on snow. It's the cars everybody has to worry about. I mean, there are trucks that slide around. I've slid around. But uh, anyway, Virginia State Senator Dave Marston, if I'm pronouncing that right, says that he is at work. Is at work. Politician at work. <laughs> right in a bill that would require that tractor trailers remain in the right lane during winter storms. He says that the bill is in his response to an interstate shutdown on I-95 in the Fredericksburg area that left many stranded in their vehicles for 24 hours back on uh, the 3rd. Many people were without food, water, or access to restroom facilities, and I'll bet you 99.9% of those trucks had food, water, and some type of restroom facility. They planned. I was told a long time ago, plan your drive, drive your plan. He says he plans to introduce the bill during the 2022 legislative session that begins, uh, well, that begin uh, January 12th, a few days ago. PA, Pennsylvania, has a similar law in place that requires tractor trailers to remain in the right lane on roadways where the speed limit has been reduced due to hazardous weather conditions. Somebody needs to go back and check the uh, numbers. Let the trucks get over in the left lane. Stay out of the let the let the four wheelers have the right lane, the slow lane because they're they're going to be slow. You know, if you start mixing uh, anyway. All right, what else is going on here? Did you know? Now we'll come back to that. We got a couple other things we want to talk about before we. Uh, Go any further. When is this supposed to happen? All right, this is happening today. Starting today, January 15th, Canadian federal law requires that all U.S. truck drivers entering Canada show proof of full vaccination. Unvaccinated Canadian truckers who are returning from the U.S. will also be required to guarantee or uh, required to quarantine for 14 days. That's according to reports. The U.S. is expected to enforce a similar vaccine mandate at border crossings starting a week from today. <laughs> CTA, the Canadian Trucking Alliance, they recently issued a statement warning that the vaccine mandates could cause massive disruptions to the $650 billion, $650 billion with a B dollars and freight that crosses the Canadian-U.S. border. They go on to say the industry is expecting a loss of 12 to 16,000 cross-border commercial drivers if the mandate takes effect. We will find out. In addition, Canada plans to require vaccines for workers that are uh, in all federally regulated industries, including the trucking industry. <clears throat> Should be starting earlier or later in the early part of 2022. The CTA, that is the Canadian Trucking Alliance, has implored both the Canadian and U.S. governments to meet with the trucking industry stakeholders to determine a more suitable date for enforcing vaccine requirements to avoid major supply chain disruptions. We're used to that. <laughs> We're used to supply chain disruptions. Have been for about a year now. Don't have to be that way. It just blows me away. Yeah, they keep on talking about uh, driver shortage. They talk about uh, the ports being backed up. They talk about COVID. I don't know why everything goes to hell. All of a sudden, within the last 12 months, when it hasn't before or when it started, we were able to pull out of it pretty quick. Anyway, what else? Uh, oh, here we go. Poor guy. I'm going to show this picture. Uh, it's, a, it's a big truck. Someplace he shouldn't be. This driver ran off a narrow roadway after being misguided by a GPS, and I, I, I've never understood why people listen to those silly things, especially in a commercial vehicle. You know, back in the day, if you, uh, before COVID, we used to have people come to our location for training at Taltoa. 
and uh, I it just it always happens. Somebody come, yeah, my GPS it 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 took me to the wrong place or this or that, you know, something with the GPS. You know, as a driver, don't trust that thing. You know, th this is what I'm talking about. You know, people trust this GPS. Is it's it's a computer. It's a GPS. It's uh, it's it's a, a it, it's a tool. It's a good tool. Then there is place for it. But do you really want to put yourself in a chance of getting in a position like uh, this guy? Not me. Make the call if you're a driver. Call him. You know, hey, you know, get, I need directions. Anyway, this happened uh, Monday night, about 7.45 p.m. near uh, Bridgeport, West Virginia. The driver said he was on Route 219 when his GPS told him to turn onto Colony Run Road, so he followed it. Okay. <laughs> the driver then took the narrow icy road and drove until he lost control, damaged the uh, Connolly Run Road bridge guardrail, ran off the road and down a hill, and even damaged a property owner's fence. So I'm not sure if this picture up there is uh, the truck resting after it... Uh, Lost control, or after they pulled it up. I don't, I don't know what that picture's from. That's supposed to be a picture of the actual truck, what I've been told. Anyway, I, uh, I may have told this story before. I was up in Salem, Oregon. I had been dispatched to pick up a load of Christmas trees, and I had directions. And it didn't have GPS. I called, and they gave me the directions, and I followed the directions. I turned onto this road, and it turned into a dirt road. A dirt road that was pretty much just wide enough for my truck. If somebody else was coming down the... If another truck was coming down the hill, forget it. You know? And I went up the road about a mile. And you know, once I got on the dirt part, I thought, man, i got to find a place to turn around. And I don't know. It felt like 20 miles, but it probably wasn't that far. Maybe a mile, half mile up, up the hill. Found a little pull-off, and I over to my left, I saw... House, first life I've seen since I turned on this road. Saw a couple of people out there in the garden, and I guess they heard my brakes. You know how the air brakes are on a big truck when you set them. And I stood out on my running board, and at the, just at the same time, their both their heads popped up, <laughs> looked at me, and just motioned for me to keep on going, like I was not the first truck that had uh, stopped there to make sure they were going the right direction. But I was. I got up to the top of the hill. There it was. The Christmas tree farm. Only time in my life I ever had to sign a waiver saying that I would yield to helicopters, of course. And it, it dawned on me, you know, for there to be a waiver that a driver has to sign saying that they will yield for helicopters, that tells me Somebody didn't yield for a helicopter. <laughs> Takes all kind, right? All right, here's something uh, different. We got snow in Arkansas today. I don't know if you can look at that picture. It looks like sleet, maybe a little bit of snow. No. This is a picture from Hamilton, Ontario. People up there woke up uh, here the other morning to find their streets covered in soya bean husk. That's not snow, that's not sleet. That's soya bean husk, in case you were wondering what soya bean husk looked like. That's it. One resident shared this image of her car to Reddit, and a neighborhood group on Facebook, where some urged her to quickly contact the city. Quickly contact the city. What is that? <laughs> Others, however, said that the occasional dump of soya bean husk was part of life in Hamilton. Hey, welcome to Hamilton. Hamilton's an industrial city about an hour south of uh, southwest of Toronto. Anyway, she called up the plant to see if it was true. The next day, she received a voicemail confirming the soya husk had been accidentally released after a filter malfunction, and a few days later, she got a gift certificate for a car wash. How about that? <laughs> Pretty cool. All right. Now, this next one, I will warn you, it's, uh, it's going to be kind of... Uh, 
maybe graphics, not the word for it, but anyway, let me set it up. Uh, a, a Chilean soccer play, footballer uh, died last month, and uh, apparently he was being celebrated the world over, or has been anyway after his former teammates arranged for him to skull a goal uh, from his coffin as a farewell tribute to this player. Uh, and, and they did. Look at that. that isn't this weird? <laughs> did you see that? Let's play it again. Play it again. Loop it. Loop it. Loop it. All right, watch. It's going to come back. There you go. There's, there's the soccer. They <laughs> Anyway, you see how they did. They put the coffin out there on the soccer field, positioned it so it would rebound into the goal. Dozens of onlookers uh, cheered enthusiastically and lit off fireworks as the ball went into the net. Weekend at Chili's. <laughs> I shouldn't say stuff like that, should I? All right, man, this is turning into a long. We've gone almost an hour. What else? Seems like I got something else. We talked about that. We talked about that. Did that. Okay, in our did you know department, if you are a nurse, you'll walk an average of 45 miles per day. Like somebody backed that up. It makes sense. A recent study says that being unable to answer your phone can cause you stress and anxiety. It didn't have that back in the uh, 90s, before cell phones, 80s. We took it off the, I can remember what I was talking about earlier. <laughs> Got a pool table? Do you have a pool table in your house? Well, 7.5 out of 10 of you, 75% of you, that have a pool table, you don't use it, do you? That's according to a new study. Another study, high school kids who spend too much time doing homework are at an increased risk of getting sick. Can you say snowflake? <laughs> that shouldn't be that way, should I? I? I know too much homework used to get me sick, usually the next morning. I didn't get my homework done. Take that thermometer, put it in under the hot water on the faucet, have a temperature of 120 I went to school that day. And this is uh, fun. Uh, there's a study that says two out of ten college professors can't distinguish their left from their right. And I'm surprised it's only 20%. I'd expect it to be a lot higher. It's amazing today, all the videos you see of people saying, no, save your money, don't go to college. Get out in the real world. Don't take all that depth. Used to be just the other way around. I saw one of the, I saw a headline the other day where somebody had uh, forgiven some like two, $2 billion worth of student loans or something, some loan company. I'm thinking, how could a company survive like that? Didn't read the article. I, uh, if you take the loan out, you should be able to pay it back. Uh, things happen, I get that. But if you went to school, come on. You know what I mean? All right, today's impossible question. 99% of the people who apply for this job don't get it. Any, any guesses? Secret service. Nine out of ten people that applied to be in the Secret Service don't get the job. Now you know. <laughs> okay. All right, my name is Mike. You've been watching, listening to the uh, FBTV Freight Broker TV podcast. I'm trying to do it a couple of times a week. Actually, this was scheduled to be done a couple of days ago. But, uh, well, you know. You get busy, you do what you can, right? But we got it up here, it's Saturday, so we still got two this week. Should have another one back up on Tuesday of next week. Remember, if you got any questions, comments, messages, you can uh, email us, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Go to our website. Forums all over the website, freightbrokertv.com. 
uh, Skype. If you got Skype, Skype us. You know, do a search on your Skype app, FBTV. If you haven't, we wish you would subscribe to our podcast. Our podcast is, uh, you'll find us on your favorite podcasting app. If we are not on your favorite podcasting app, let us know. Uh, we will make sure we get there. All right. Saturday, we're supposed to get some snow. What's it doing right now? Anything? It's raining. Now oh, we got flurries. Look at that. Well, you can't see it, can you? There you go, flurries. 32 in flurries, so... Let the fun begin. It's a weekend. I've got uh, beans soaking in the water. Pinto beans, degassing my beans. Got the ham out from uh, the holidays. Kind of made a good pot of beans here last week, week or two ago. Man, hopefully I'll make them just as good this time. Anyway, go have a good weekend, unless, of course, you've made other plans, and we will talk to you soon. Take it easy.